Hello to my fellow witches and bad bitches. I'm Luna Saranova, and I'm here to chat about my experiences as a modern witch and my journey to embrace my inner bad bitch. If you want to learn more about harnessing your divine femininity and becoming unapologetically authentic, this is the place for you. I will be discussing all things witchy and all things bad bitchy, so if that sounds like your cup of tea, you're in the right place. Make sure to follow me at Luna Saranova on all platforms, including YouTube, for even more special content. You can support me and my podcast at my Patreon, where you will get tons of extra goodies, including early access to podcast and YouTube videos, exclusive access to members-only content, including tarot readings, livestream Q&As, group rituals, book clubs, and even more. So on that note, welcome to Good Witch, Bad Bitch. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Good Witch, Bad Bitch. I'm so excited to have you with me today. Thank you for taking time out of your day to spend with me here. Um, How are you doing? Let's all do a little check-in with ourselves. Um, I hope you're doing well. Uh, I'm feeling very, very good right now. I um, am filming this on 420. Let's go. I'm so excited. I am very happy to be in Taurus season. Finally, I'm a Taurus rising and I feel very um, connected to the sign of Taurus. Although I, I'm, I'm just a Taurus rising. I don't have anything else, but I, I feel it very strongly and I, I just really identify with it. And I think that, you know, I'm usually pretty connected to the Aries in me, which is so, so different than Taurus. But I just think the past couple of years, I don't need to tell you guys this, but you know, I just feel like the past couple of years have been very draining and I just think I've been uh, doing a lot of stuff recently and um, being very present with other people. So my little introvert heart (laughs) needs a little bit of just grounding and alone time. I'm so excited. Every um, time we enter a new season, I create a little bucket list um, just in one of my journals for the season. And, you know, I just write down, I actually, it's so funny because I actually go back and I watch my old videos that I did last year about the zodiac signs because I've kind of forgotten some of the things I've said in those videos. And I'm always like, um, you know, because in those videos I mentioned like rituals you can do, activities you can do. So I'm always like, let me make sure I'm not forgetting anything. So I go back and I listen to, you know, 2021 Luna and I'm like, what can I do? So if you guys are curious, um, those are all up on my YouTube under a playlist called like Astrology with Luna or something like that. Anyway, so I was making my bucket list for Taurus season and I was just getting so excited. I just need so much of it. And uh, my North Node's in Virgo. So like I, I know that Earth energy is something that is so beneficial for me and something that I really am um, kind of supposed to work towards in this life. And so I'm very excited to connect with nature, to ground myself, to, you know, take it slowly, just enjoy life and just not be so hyper fixated on working. And 
achieving things and, you know, being productive. It's something I've been talking about for a long time, but yes. So um, giving you guys the permission now to <laughs> take Taurus season fully and literally, oh, just enjoy yourself. Just, I think it's so funny that 420 is literally like the first or second day of Taurus season. And then Earth Day, of course, is right behind. I just think it's so fitting. Like, yes, go out into nature, smoke some Schweed, like eat your munchies. Like, it's just, just feel good. Like, okay, here's a side rant. Yes, I feel like, you know, I am so guilty of this, but myself included in the world, I think we are just so, it's because we're taught, but you know, we are so worried and so focused on getting things done and the next thing and the next thing. And honestly, I think Aries season kind of kicked my ass a little bit in not a bad way, not a bad way at all, but Aries is in my 12th house and I'm an Aries stellium. So I put a lot of pressure on myself to, uh, you know, be, be the best in the entire world and to be the most productive and to, you know, make everybody happy. And that's very hard. And so anyway, full permission for myself and you to really just fucking vibe, okay? Seriously, I encourage you after this podcast or sometime in the next week, maybe write your own Taurus season bucket list. Um, unless I wrote anything too crazy personal on mine, I will try to share it to my Instagram. So if you don't already, make sure to follow me there at Luna Saranova. If you want to see that um, for some ideas and of course watch my Taurus video from last um, year. Yeah, I hope you guys are doing great. I hope you're feeling good. I'm feeling, I'm feeling just so, I honestly, I promise you guys I haven't smoked yet today. <laughs> I know I'm talking a lot and uh, kind of rambling on, but yep, haven't smoked any weed today, but we're in California now, so I'm fully going to because I love the plants that Mother Nature brought to us. Speaking of Mother Nature, today is an extra special episode because this is my Earth Day celebration. So Earth Day special today, you guys, okay? We're going to be talking about, you know, magical sustainability. We're going to be talking about witchy ways to spend Earth Day and, you know, remembering that, yes, Earth Day is a wonderful day. Uh, that reminds us to celebrate Mother Earth. But um, Earth Day can be any day. Mm -hmm. It can literally be any day. And I think it's really important. And I think that being witches, I know not all of us follow the same path. I know we all are so vastly different in our um, the things that we find uh, sacred and whatnot. But I, I do think that most of us, you know, being witches, uh, do find you know, nature to be incredibly sacred. You know, most of us, I think, work with the elements and respect them. And of course, respect Mother Earth because, you know, that's our home. Regardless of which star seed you think you are, like we're all here on Earth together, you know? So I think that this is there. I Let me think of what, I think it was the book um, Rebel Witch by Kelly Ann Maddox that I read, um, read that a while ago. And she had mentioned, I think it was that book. She had mentioned, you know, having the Sabbaths, if you follow the Sabbaths, of course, not everybody does. 
but then also like making some more mundane or more national or national holidays or just like random holidays, making them a part of your magical practice. And I thought that was really interesting because, um, you know, I think when we're beginning, when we're beginner witches, and I kind of talked a little bit about this idea in my last podcast episode, but I, I think that because witchcraft is so esoteric and occult literally means like the unseen, right? It's, um, it's, it feels really safe to follow the path and like given to you and to um, go step by step and really in a methodical order that's laid out for you and not take any crazy windy turns. Sorry, a weird alarm just went off outside and that was really scary. <laughs> um, LA, you know what I'm saying? So it can be really scary to take an unknown path when you're first starting out. And so I thought that book was really great to kind of give that permission. And I just want to follow up um, and kind of echo what she was saying um, with like, yeah, you know, there are plenty of things that you can make witchy that are not inherently witchy. But if you feel connected to them, um, I think that's good. I think that's important. And I think Earth Day is something that is, to me, so witchy right? Like so incredibly witchy. Like that is, um, you know, that's our planet. That's one of the most fundamental um, elements. It's so important to us. So uh, I think that like with that, um, LOL. So I had to stop the podcast because that alarm kept going off. I think it stopped, but I kind of lost my train of thought. So um, yeah, I think I was just saying, you know, Earth Day is very witchy inherently. And so I wanted to share with you guys some of those ways. Um, I'm going to share sustainability within witchcraft. Uh, obviously, that's what I do here is witchcraft. But I also like on a personal level, just wanted to share with you like my personal habits for sustainability. Um, and, you know, kind of like talk about how you can spend Earth Day and you know, when we know these things, it's easier to be able to make a couple of days a month Earth Day. Or you know what I'm saying? Like maybe when the moon is in Virgo or Taurus or Capricorn, maybe you make a point to um, celebrate Earth Day in, a, in a, like a special type of way for you. So also before we get too deep into what I've outlined, I want to mention that I am offering my mini readings on Hey Hero um, and my full spread readings on my website. So I offer tarot and astrology readings. Um, if you're looking for something super in-depth, I highly recommend my website ones. They just offer us a lot more time to be able to dive into like really, um, you know, like deep questions or more overall like what is my like purpose what does my needle chart say whereas hey hero readings are really nice for very specifics like lots of people will ask me like what makes me beautiful what is like what makes me magnetic like what makes me special and so if you're looking for that those will be great on hey hero they're also so affordable so you can literally get one and then like do one once a month as a little treat to yourself on a Venus day here and there. So yeah, so I just wanted to mention that to you guys. Thank you so much to all of you who um, support me through those readings. That is how I can do this full time and, you know, have my dream career. So I thank you guys so much for that. So um, yeah, anyway, let's jump in to the deep of it. So I've kind of already talked about why I think Earth Day is magical. I talked about Kelly Ann Maddox and how she said, you know, you can make 
random days, uh, you know, special sacred days. And so I kind of think Earth Day is kind of one of those for me. It's kind of an adopted Sabbath is what I call it. Um, so I kind of do treat it as I treat any other Sabbath um, because I do follow the wheel of the year personally. So it's just something that I integrate. And I think that if that's something that you resonate with, I would highly recommend doing that, especially if you work um, with fertility goddesses, because, you know, Freya is a fertility goddess. And because of that, you know, she's got those connections to um, Gaia. You know what I'm saying? Like it's that empress energy. So yeah, I would really look into how you can, you know, give Earth Day a little bit of extra love, okay? And so the main thing that I want to talk about with Earth Day today is sustainability. And I don't think this is probably a new concept for you listening. I think this is something that um, obviously has become like a big topic in our culture, which I think is really, really great. Um, I think that it's something, there is a statistic, and you guys know how I am with statistics, like I read them and I retain them, but I'm not going to retain the exact number. <laughs> but um, I recently read the book Laziness Does Not Exist, um, which is written by Dr. Devin Price, and I highly, highly, highly recommend it. And in that book, they talk about how statistically, when um, we stress over a big issue, for example, climate change, which I know a lot of us are very passionate about, we often fall into this sort of fear paralysis and apathy because it seems so, you know, like doom and gloom as if there's nothing that can be done, especially, you know, we listen to the news and the news is very fear oriented. That's kind of how they retain their viewers. Um, and, and so I definitely felt this for a very long time where I was like, I want to do so much, but I literally do not know where to begin. And being a neurodivergent witch, if you guys are out there and you also are neurodivergent, you might also um, kind of, you know, feel the same way that I often like get very overwhelmed. And that's just a part of having neurodivergence, having trauma, having ADHD, like there's a lot of things that can be overwhelming. And something like climate change, I look at it and I'm like, I need to help. That is like my duty to help. But I literally can't, like, I don't know what I can do. And um, it like does paralyze you to an extent. And I don't think it's just a neurodivergent thing, but I just know it's really hard for us to be able to um, tackle really big issues um, because it's just so overwhelming. And it's like, where do we start? So I know everybody feels that though. And so what they talk about in that book is that when we pick one or two specific issues or areas, we are able to achieve so much more. And of course that makes sense. Like, of course that makes sense. Like if we're trying to fight social injustice and racism and transphobia and climate change, we are completely overloading our bodies and we cannot just like ourselves individually fix all these issues. It needs to be a group effort. So obviously, you know, sharing the posts that you can about them and raising awareness and speaking up is so important, but you cannot like put all your energy into every single one of those things. So even looking at climate change as the big thing, what are some small ways that we can do individually and collectively to actually achieve change? Because it can look very uh, 
it can look really negative. Like, like, what am I supposed to do when, you know, Bezos is out there fucking shit up and, you know, all these people are out here doing so much. Um, there are things that we can do. There is a lot of shit that is irreversible. Like we, we cannot get all of the plastic out of the ocean ourselves, right? I can't just like jump into the Pacific and just like, you know, grab all the shit and leave, right? I can donate to places that have boats that do that. But there are smaller things that I personally can do and that I can share with you guys because, you know, me recycling, me doing stuff, that's great. But with my platform, I think that it's important that I share this with you. And someone actually brought up to me recently that I I do a lot of unboxings on my YouTube and I don't talk about sustainability. And I really, really appreciate them for bringing that up. That is really, really helpful for me because um, for me, I love doing unboxings, obviously, but I do so much to be sustainable that I literally just don't even think to share about. And that's something that is so easy for me to change. Like that is something that is so helpful that I can be doing with no effort. Like I can literally just share that side of me with you guys. And I genuinely just like, I know you guys love unboxings. I, I love unboxings. I never even thought to share about sustainability. So I, I really, if that person's listening, thank you so much. I really genuinely appreciate that being brought to my attention. I'm always open to hearing how I can improve and how I can, um, you know, just be better, you know? So that's something that I really took to heart and I'm trying to make a point to share with you guys more. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of part of what inspired this episode. Um, another thing that I want to mention is something that I think is very, obviously I can't say for everybody, but I think it's something I've seen universally with a lot of beginner witches, myself included. Um, a lot of us, when we start, because of the fact that so many of us start um, and, you know, you pick up for me, which talk wasn't a thing when I started. So I started with books um, and the books are like, here are the herbs you need for this. Here are the essential oils you need for this, blah, blah, blah. And I think people who are starting with witch talk have this even worse because now with the visuals, not to say that witch talk is bad or anything, but just for this specific thing, it makes it a little tricky because with these visuals, we see, oh, look at this huge altar. Look at all these things. Look at all these herbs these people have. That's what you need, you know, and we end up we end up asking, what should I buy for a confidence spell? What do I need? I hear so many people say like, what herbs do I need to buy? What things do I need? Um, and honestly, like if you're going to buy stuff, buy books, go to a used bookstore, buy that. Um, because truly I have so much stuff from all the PR boxes that I do get. And I'm so thankful for those. Um, and I gift a lot of the stuff that I get to my family members and my witchy friends. But honestly, you don't need, you don't need anything. Like it's awesome to have. And it's, it's really helpful to have corresponding things. But I want you to know that you do not need anything physical for starting witchcraft. You know, you know what I'm saying? It can obviously be helpful. And when you get into advanced things, um, you're doing advanced workings. It's, it's, it is really helpful to have things. Um, but this is more consumerism. Like this is more like, I don't want you to feel like if you don't have a lot of money or, you know, if you're struggling to pay rent or 
you know, whatever the reason is, you don't need to feel like you have to go broke to buy witchcraft um, products. And I know I fucking love, I absolutely have a shopping addiction. It's something I'm like genuinely working on because I, I don't think it's very healthy. Um, I love buying things. Like I love pretty things. I'm a Venus rising. Like I love Oracle decks. But I have to remind myself sometimes like, is this benefiting my craft or is this just cute, right? And like, that's a question you have to ask yourself. But, you know, when we are starting, we see these TikToks, we see these YouTube videos, we read these spells. It's like, you need this and this and this. Even now I read spells and they have like seven different types of essential oils within them. And I've never been huge into essential oils. I'm getting into them more, but I have like four. And it's like, am I supposed to just buy six essential oils to make this thing and essential oils are expensive right and no the answer is no you don't need to do that it's nice if you have those things but again it's not necessary so um something that i saw somebody mention on reddit and that i agree with so i wanted to echo their sentiment is that the book psychic witch by matt i think his last name is pronounced arn arn um it's really, really helpful for giving practices that only require your focus and your intention. Um, it's a lot of meditation and visualization work. It's a book that I literally have been reading for uh, probably a year or two because oh, I've talked about it before. And, you know, I've heard people who just read it, they read it through, but I really want to. Um, complete each exercise within the book. And the book is entirely exercises. So, and of course I don't wanna move on until like I feel confident about the exercise. So it's been taking me a long time, but I think it's a really good book. So if you are kind of like, well, what do I do? You know, if I don't have money for these herbs and crystals and whatnot, what can I do with my intuition or my visualization? That book is really, really good. I really love the author. He's um. He's just got a lot of good ideas and I think his energy is very good. So yeah, I highly recommend that. Okay, so now I wanna share with you guys specifics for magical sustainability and witchy ways to spend Earth Day. Whether you spend it, you know, this Friday on the 22nd or whether you make it a monthly thing or whether you just sprinkle these into your daily lives, right? So yeah. <laughs> So basically, one of my first, um, these are kind of geared towards witchcraft and those of us who practice. So the first thing that I would encourage you guys to look at within your altar space is your plastic usage. I know this is um, probably something you've heard a lot, but plastic is probably one of the biggest concerns when it comes to climate change because it literally just, it just has such a long uh Oh, what's that thing called? It's like the life of it, basically. Um, it literally just lasts forever. There's really not a lot of ways we can get rid of it. So it's really important that we um, step away from plastic when we can. So check out what your herbs are being stored in. You know, if you can find, I know this is like a privileged thing to say because a lot of us don't live, and until recently I didn't live in a place where, um, you know, a place that really focuses on sustainability. Now I have places out here um, where I can go and you can literally bring like a glass 
dish soap container and and you can fill it up they've got refillable stations out here um and i know in kansas that was not at all a thing so i i understand that that's like a privileged thing to say so don't feel bad if you don't have that available to you um in an ideal world right we have our glass containers and when we need more mugwort either we're growing it or we can go somewhere that has bulk mugwort and we can fill up our glass containers so that we aren't getting plastic bags of mugwort right so um look at where you have plastic in in your altar space in your witchcraft space look at what you're buying that comes in plastic if you are like if you have one place that you buy your herbs from and they're always shipped to you in plastic um see if they have a buying in bulk option right because that'll be helpful also a lot of places are switching to uh, recyclable or compostable plastic i know goddess provisions and i think tamed wild uh they like all of their packaging is recyclable um or like that special plastic that does break down or at least breaks down faster so definitely um look at that because that's important uh i think that for me like the main places i see plastic within the witchy workspace is uh you know oil uh bottles um herb containers uh yeah i think probably some essential oils come it's just anything that's holding things right obviously um but yeah so checking out where you have that if there's any place that you can eliminate that from and if you can purchase in bulk that is really really helpful um a little tip that i have this is another magical sustainability thing is that you can if you compost i'd highly recommend composting if you have the ability to um i lived in a place a couple of years ago where i had a nice backyard oh, and uh we created a compost bin so we we composted all of our um, scraps and stuff like that if you can do that that's wonderful i unfortunately am not in a place where i have a backyard anymore to compost um but a little tip that you can have you can use a little bit of your compost if you do compost as fertilizer for your magical plants now it doesn't work the same as fertilizer as like actual fertilizer but it does help and um it's like a little I don't know it's like a little refresher like it's not the full impact of fertilizer i think but um it, it does help and it's just a little way that you can like you know be more uh like use all the man what am i saying like use all of the scraps if that makes sense um i have heard that you you shouldn't overfill your plants with compost because that can be not beneficial but when you do use compost in your plants it can provide them with a lot of nutrition so just a little something to think about and on that note um if you have the space if you have the means growing your own herbs or food is something so so beneficial right um you know it's crazy i actually hate <laughs> when i go to the store and i see how so many of you know the fresh fruits and vegetables are packaged and it's like you know oh, I just wish that I had my own farm and everything. And it's something that I'm not able to do right now. Like I don't have a backyard, like I said. Um, and I know so many of us don't, but there's, you know, I might try to link it. I bought these microgreens off of Etsy, this microgreen starter kit. Um, and 
if you're able to start it, an herb like windowsill or a little herb garden in your house, or if you do have a backyard, um, that's so beneficial because then, you know, if you start growing some of your most common witchy herbs like rosemary, um, if you have a, oh, I had a rose bush in front of my house a couple years ago and I miss it so bad. Um, but you know, those um, basic herbs, basil, stuff like that, then you don't need to order because you, you know, you have it there. You can just sustainably like resource them yourself. So that's something um, really beneficial. A side note with that, also learning to, um, you know, make your own black salt. Black salt's so easy to make, you guys. If you are burning incense, you can make black salt. Like, you really, really can. It's so simple. Um, I actually went to this witchy store here in LA, and they had, I think it's, I honestly, don't make fun of me. I don't know how this is pronounced. I think it's cas cascarilla. It's just like the um, ground up eggshell. It's like eggshell powder. Um, that's always what I call it because I don't know how to say that word. But um, they had it for sale and it was expensive. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I get it if you're vegan, you don't eat eggs or you don't have eggs on hand, obviously. Um, but you probably wouldn't be using that if you're vegan. But um, yeah, so just learning to make those fundamental parts of um, your magical apothecary, it's, it's really beneficial because then you don't need to buy those things and you don't need to ship them, have them packaged. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's just another little thing. Um, something else that I think is really important is researching where you are purchasing your crystals from. Now, this is less of a sustainability thing and a little bit more of an ethics thing, okay? And I, I kind of talked on this um, in my Crystals 101 video or podcast episode. Um, crystals have gotten so popular, and I totally understand. I love crystals, um, so I totally get it. It is really, really important to find out where they're coming from because unfortunately when there is a rise of popularity in something especially in the west that often means that people in impoverished countries and um things like that there may be some like you know shitty workplace conditions um there's some ethical issues that get brought up so lots of times these um, mining conditions are incredibly unsafe and unethical, and I know it can be really hard to find out where your crystals are coming from. So what I do is um, I often get a lot of my crystals from the brand Wolf and Time. Um, you know, I know that's a very reputable source. If you are on a witchy website, a lot of the time they will have... Um, a place like a frequently asked questions or something like that where they will say where their crystals are sourced from. Um, and if it doesn't, honestly, don't even be worried. Literally message them, like email them and say, hey, just curious, where um, where are you getting your crystals from? Are they ethically sourced? Are they ethically mined? If they cannot answer that, then you know that's that's something you gotta think about. If I ask somebody, you know, what is the mining condition? Like, what is the ethicality behind your crystal production? Where are you getting it from? What are the workers, you know, conditions like? And if they can't answer that to me, well, I know that they're not involved in their process. I know that they are not, because 
if you care about, in my opinion, if you care about um, spirituality, ethics, and you are getting crystals from somewhere, you will you will care enough to know where you are getting your crystals from. You know what I mean? Um, if I had a company, I know damn well I would uh, I would not be comfortable with not knowing what's happening to get those crystals to me. And personally, I don't want to be in possession of a crystal that someone was, you know, being treated poorly to to get. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's a lot of questions and a lot of things that could be raised about that. So when you are purchasing your crystals, find reputable sources. Um, you know, obviously you don't want a fake crystal, but I think more than anything, you don't want a crystal that someone is like dying to get you, right? Like somebody is in shitty working conditions to get this crystal for you. Is citrine really that important? Like you really need to think about that. That's, you know, a very, um, like, it's a really just like painful example of um, Western privilege that we are, we have this like overconsumption of crystals and we have this um, huge amount that's available to us. And are we asking like, what happened to get this to us? Like, what did that crystal see? You know, if you could become that crystal and see the, the path it took to get to us, would you be, you know, still comfortable with, with owning that and knowing that you bought that and you, um, you know, consequently are funding the continuation of that treatment of workers, right? So lots of ethical questions to ask there. So simply email the company, message them. Um, oftentimes they will have that on their website, which I think is really nice um, because that tells you that they are aware of the ethical issues uh, surrounding crystals, which, you know, they should be. <laughs> Um, one idea for Earth Day that you can do that I am going to do, um, this is a beautiful offering to Mother Earth and also a very practical thing that you can do that's helpful. And this is simply picking up trash in nature. Um, you know, if you have an ocean or a lake, you know, bodies of water, I feel like are so affected by littering. I, it makes me so sad. So. Um, I'm going to look into where to get one of those, you know, uh, like long stick picker uppers. Um, if not, I'll just wear gloves or something. But yeah, I think that picking up trash is something that, you know, first of all, it's going to force you to go into nature. So you're probably already going to go on a hike on Earth Day or spend some time outdoors. Um, and, and just like while you're there, you know, you see trash and it's like, oh, you know, I don't want to pick that up with my bare hands. Just bring stuff to pick it up. And that's such an offering to Gaia, you know, Mother Earth, but it's also an offering to the spirits of the land, okay? It's an offering to your plant allies. If you're doing it in um, water, it's an offering to the water spirits. It's just something good to do. It's so easy and like we have the resources to do it. So that's something that I um, am really excited to go do. I think that's going to be um, really beneficial. So yeah, with that, you know, this Earth Day, spend some time in nature, go outside, go on a hike. If you don't want to do any like strenuous physical activity, just sit outdoors on your balcony, wherever, just meditate, ground yourself, play in the dirt like we did when we were kids, you know, just feel the earth on the ground and connect yourself to the earth and, you know, express that gratitude to the earth.
So I've got a couple other ideas for like magical sustainability that I wanted to share with you guys. Um, something easy that we can do is switching to loose leaf tea. Okay, so uh, there are a lot of companies that sell this in bulk as well. You can get like nice canisters of your favorite tea um, or even, you know, the pretty big bags. But I think the, the issue comes when it's like the single use, um, you know, plastic uh, tea containers, right? So if you are able to, I highly recommend doing that, getting those little, um, like, I don't know, metal tea ball, uh, like strainer guys. You can find those anywhere. You can find those on Tamed Wild's website. Um, I'm pretty sure you can find them anywhere, even not uh, in witchy stores. Like you can find them probably at the grocery store. So yeah. And lastly, an idea that I heard that I don't do, but I think it's really interesting. Someone mentioned on Reddit that uh, they make their own candles. And I, I'm sure this is more of a consumeristic thing because I don't think that candles are actually uh, like, you know, harmful to the environment or anything. But that is something that you can do for Earth Day if you think that, you know, cutting back on your consumerism would be really helpful. It's also something that just seems really fun. It's something that I kind of want to do sometimes. So yeah, lots of ideas there for you guys. And I, I do want to mention, like I said with the quote from the book before, these you might have heard all these ideas and go, oh my God, like I don't do any of that. I don't even know where to start. Like I, I got to do all those things. Don't overwhelm yourself thinking that you have to do all of these things, right? And don't like beat yourself up for not doing these things if you don't, okay? It's totally fine. We all like, you know, I like did not always have a sustainable routine. Like none of us start off that way, okay? So don't beat yourself up and don't feel like you have to do all of these. So I would recommend you guys, um, I'll put this list in the show notes. I would recommend just picking one or two things to start off with and then going a couple of weeks and when you feel like that's integrated into your habits and to, into your routine, then uh, pick up another one, right? And it's it's something that is going to be a process. It's not going to be overnight. But these little actions can be very helpful, okay? I think the best thing to do is to join me. I'm going to go pick up trash in nature. Um, that's like the most um, immediate thing that you can do, right? All of these other things are great for sustainability in the long run, but picking up trash is something that like literally you are, like you're doing the thing, like there is a problem and you can literally fix it. You know, even if it's just like a block, right? Like who else is gonna do it? You know what I'm saying? So I would highly recommend you guys to do that. I think it's really a great offering and I'm really looking forward to it. If you want, we can share pictures on Instagram of us doing it, if that'll hype you up. Um, lastly, I just wanted to share with you guys some other things that I do that are not necessarily witchy, but I do them in my um, daily life for just general sustainability. And I wanted to give you guys these ideas for, for years. So obviously we got to stay hydrated, right? Get a reusable water bottle, right? And coffee cup if you can. I have both and I use them and it's it makes me really happy because um, when I was in college, I, I was a theater major, but before that I was a music major. So like we like lived on water, like we were constantly drinking bottles of water and like, you know, going to the vending machine and getting water. Um, and so like I went through a lot of water bottles and it's just something so simple that if you just get a reusable water bottle, like 
I mean, it's just so much easier. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's really simple and it's really, really so helpful. I honestly now get so confounded like when I go to families' houses and they don't have their own reusable water bottles and they just go through like tons of, um, you know, plastic water bottles. I'm like, do you guys know about water, like reusable water bottles? Like, do you guys know about this? So highly recommend that. I highly recommend getting a reusable coffee cup or um, like to go warm drink, you know what I'm saying? Um, Cup that you can take to like coffee shops, get it filled up there. That's just really nice. Obviously recycle when you can. Recycling so tricky. And honestly, the whole system needs to be upgraded because there are so many unspoken rules and uh, like laws and rules within each different city that make it really, really hard to know what to recycle and like what you have to do to prep this thing to be recycled. Like obviously taking off the paper wrap and rinsing it out or whatever, but there's other like weird rules. And so that's a hard one, but you know, if you can recycle, definitely do that. Something that I've also been doing that I think is really beneficial. And that is something that's to me, like such a non, like such a no brainer, right? Cutting out fast fashion. So I talked about this in uh, my last video. I, um, yeah, I used to be obsessed with like I said, I'm kind of a shopaholic, but I used to be obsessed with buying clothes. I loved Fashion Nova. I love Misguided. You know, those like cheap but cute and trendy clothing places. Um, but, you know, I started to find out about the fast fashion industry. And um, we don't have enough time to fully go into that today, but basically fast fashion is a huge issue. Um here in our country because because these styles are made to be so cheap and so trendy that kind of sets us up for a molotov cocktail of shittiness happening so it is so cheap because there are horrible labor conditions right it's a lot of child labor it's a lot of adult labor that is these are just people being exploited like they're not making any money they're working insane amount of hours with like no rights um, and you got to ask yourself, like, like you think that that's not, you know, the company that you're buying from, but then it probably is, honestly. If it's really affordable, like, it probably is. Um, I'm pretty sure that both Fashion Nova and Misguided, uh, they try to cover it up pretty well, but I'm pretty sure that they do use horrible, um, uh, basically slave labor, honestly. And at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, like, do I want to wear something that somebody is being completely exploited to make? Like, do I feel comfortable putting that on my body? And do I feel comfortable basically donating to that practice? Um, you know, no, like that's super fucked up. And secondarily, because these clothes are so trendy, this is why it's called fast fashion, they often just end up in landfills. These clothes are just piling up because you know the trend goes out of style and we want to get rid of it and instead of donating it or you know uh thrifting it or whatever it ends up in landfills and so that's a huge issue happening now that we see which kind of is crazy to me because i always donated my clothes it was just easier i thought and made more sense but yeah so fast fashion is a huge huge pressing issue um so what i do 
is I'm still a little shopaholic, <laughs> but I love purchasing um, thrifted clothes. Like it's something that I really don't mind. I really love the feeling of someone else's energy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like when I get a big t-shirt and like you can feel that it had a loved life and like it has stories and it's uh, it's been like worn and it just has like a much more alive energy, I think. Um, and also it's so affordable. You can buy so much more, <laughs> right? Like it's, it's really, really nice because it's sustainable and uh, because it is pre-used, it's, it's affordable. So I, if you're interested in that, I use ThreadUp. I really like that. I use Depop and I use Mercari. I know there's um, Poshmark. I, I never like vibed with it, but yeah. So I love, love, love that. And also um, you guys know, I love the stylist, Witch. she is so great about that. So much of her Zodiac bundles are um, thrifted clothes. So I really appreciate that she, someone whose like whole job is a fashion stylist and putting these clothing bundles together for people, like she is aware of that and she makes an effort to use and to find like beautiful thrifted clothing. So yeah, that is, that is basically my thoughts on that. With that, obviously, um, thrifting for home goods too, when you can. And I feel like as a witch, like my aesthetic, if you will, is like sexy, haunted, gothic library. Well, of course I'm going to thrift my stuff, right? Like, that's so easy. Like, finding antiques and vintage pieces and stuff like that. It's so wonderful. And, um, yeah, I just really like that. Always be sure to, like, cleanse, um, energetically cleanse anything that you get that's been pre-owned. You know, you don't know what kind of energy came from it. But, honestly, that's true with anything. Like, no matter what you buy, other people have touched it packaging it, creating it, whatever. So always do that. And lastly, I highly recommend using reusable grocery bags. I think it's uh, such an easy thing you can do. And it's so amazing because, um, yeah, I just actually here in California, they will charge you. And I think that's wonderful. I think that's amazing. Um, I get like, that's also kind of an issue when it comes to low income folks. Um, but I, I think that maybe we could like, like offer people these sort of reusable bags for free like we could give um maybe low-income folks like a bundle of grocery bags that they can reuse um because obviously that is kind of a an income issue when we talk about buying these reusable grocery bags or paying the fee you know that's obviously something to talk about but um so yeah, that's my proposal. Vote for me for president <laughs> in a couple years, uh, actually a while, like 10 years, but I uh, actually don't know how old. Is it 35 or 38? I don't know. But anyway, yeah, I think that there it should be affordable for people to uh, get these reusable grocery bags, shopping bags, whatever. Um, but yeah, if you have the money, I highly recommend it. Honestly, we asked for them for Yule. So if you have a holiday coming up and your family has, um, like, they're asking you what you want, ask for that. Like, they're pretty affordable. I found some at Marshall's that um, they were, like, these, like, mesh uh, vegetable bags. And so 
I'm really into that. So I'm very proud of doing that. And that's something that I think is really easy and accessible and really, really helpful because the amount of freaking plastic grocery bags that we come home with the store with before, like that's, it's a lot, it's insane. So I know that was a lot of information and it was like very, uh, like bump, 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 this, this, this. So uh, I wrote an outline for myself today. That's why it was actually structured. <laughs> but yeah, so let's think about sustainability this week. With Earth Day, let's make this a sort of catalyst to start asking ourselves, what can we do? What are we focused on? You know, even like I said, breaking down that, you know, sustainability, breaking it down into little things that you want to do. Do you want to cut back on plastic? Do you maybe want to uh, help like water, like help the ocean. How can we do that? Obviously, if you live by the ocean, um, you know, recycling, or uh, if you really want to focus on fast fashion, like choosing, um, choosing a little, little subtopic to dive into because, you know, it's, it can be a lot. So I just wanted to give you guys a lot of those ideas so that you have a nice base point to start with if you're looking to uh, bring more sustainability into your life and into your witchcraft practice. I am sending you guys the best. I hope that it goes amazing. And I hope that, um, you know, we're all able to band together and help the earth and show mama earth some love this week and all weeks, because honestly, she freaking needs it. So let's go out there, be sustainable, make some good choices. And, um, yes, happy Earth Day again. If you want to get any readings, I will see you guys on Hey Hero or on my website. You can always chat with me on my Instagram and check out my YouTube videos for more content. But other than that, that is all from me. I will see you guys later. Bye.